It was November 2010, and it was a terrible event that shocked the whole community of Toronto, Canada. You had a a Vietnamese, Vietnamese couple that were attacked inside their home. Now, I am about to show y'all the lovely Vietnamese couple that were attacked. Which were Jennifer Pan's parents. And that's the ones you see right above me. Now, it appeared to be a robbery at their house. Now, the woman died and her husband was left in critical condition from a gunshot to the face. The young Canadian of Vietnamese descent, who was born in 1986... Jennifer Pan had did something that would shock the world. She would be found out to be behind the murder of her mother and the currently at that present time, the attempted murder of her father. But before we divulge into how this innocent looking young lady went from being uh, the girl looking next door to doing what she did to her parents. We got to go back to where it all started. So let's go in reverse and kind of get into how this came about and how we arrived to the point of no return for this young lady, Jennifer Pan. Jennifer Pan was considered a golden child. From time to time, you know, the media likes to give birth to all these events that's worthy of being the next movie script or even the next bestseller. But in the uh, case of Jennifer Pan, she was a young woman who from an early age stood out for her good grace at school. Now, at the age of four, she played the piano, the flute, and practiced figure skating. Now, Jennifer's parents, uh, I don't want to mess this up, but uh, 
Huhan Pan and Bihapan demanded perfection of her and exercised the complete control of her life. Now you guys got to remember that this family came from an old school dynamic. When you're dealing with the uh, Asian culture, a lot of them believe that they their children are supposed to be focused on studies, okay? When I say studies, I'm talking about being a doctor, lawyer, stuff that are supposed to be beneficial to the community. And a lot of the Asians, uh, how can I put this? Uh, want to say culture believes in that. Education is very important to them. So let me proceed on. So she was not allowed to have no parties, no high school dances, and less going out with the boys. Because see, in their eyes, their daughter was an A student. But in reality, Jennifer had been lying the whole time. Because see, she'd been forging all her report cards in high school and was in a loving relationship with a young man named Daniel Wong who she met at the age of 16. Now since Jennifer's parents would never approve of the relationship she decided to keep it a secret. Adding to that her boyfriend was a small drug dealer which really wouldn't fly with her parents. David Wong was the opposite of what her parent or any parent would want. He was just a kid that really wasn't going anywhere. I mean, to be honest about it. Now, everybody said that this all started in her childhood to make her be so secretive and go to extremes to hide things from her parents now there was a rumor that one day at school she attended they were rewarded the most outstanding students and as every year she expected them to say her name her parents were also present since they were very sure that she would win this was not the case they did not mention the name of jennifer but a another boy from the school out of grief her parents withdrew from the ceremony for them, this situation had been a humiliation. So in their minds, they wanted their daughter to be perfecto mundo. Again, this is a lot that has been exposed in the Asian culture and also in some parts of the African culture. They believe that their children are supposed to have nothing but scholastic excellence. They do not want to hear anything less. After losing, feeling like a failure, her enthusiasm for school began to wane. She was not paying attention to classes, and her grades began to plummet. Knowing that she couldn't disappoint her parents more, Jennifer began to manipulate her test scores for four years. Now, the lies even continued about Jennifer's life, even in college. So she failing to graduate from the college where she was, she lied about a mission to college and therefore lied saying that she went to school to do projects or to volunteer. 
But in reality, she was spending it at her boyfriend's house, which at the time was David Wong. The future Olympic medalist should now be immense from the pharmacy. She forged an admission letter from the Ryerson uh, University and pretended to be a brilliant student, awarded a scholarship for her good grades to her parents. The role of her life had no cracks, but this would not last long. Y'all know what they say. Whatever you do in the dark, come into the light. See, Jennifer Paris made the shocking discovery about their golden daughter. Because Jennifer made her money by teaching piano and working in a restaurant until her parents became suspicious about their daughter's studies and one day decided to drop her off at the place where she's supposedly volunteering. Jennifer, nervous, tried to prevent them from entering the hospital while she supposedly worked. Even because of his parents' stupidity, he gets upset and decides to walk to the hospital. They decided to enter and they were surprised that some nurse rectified all suspicions by telling them there was no person by the name of Jennifer Bond working there. It is then that her parents discover all the lies Jennifer had woven around them from the beginning. Therefore, they decide to impose a tighter control on their now adult daughter. They force her to leave a job, leave job, put a GPS device in her car and monitor all her friends. And obviously they forbade her to continue with her boyfriend, Daniel. If she wanted to stay living at home, she agreed. But she kept talking to him secretly with him. Now, a lot of people would have said by now, all right, your parents is controlling you. You're an adult. Just leave, right? Go move in with David or move in with one of your friends. Go from there. But you got to remember, this kid had that psychological oppression that was planted in her mind that psychological block she could not disappoint her family at all costs because if she disappoint them it would lead to them disowning her that's what was in her mind so with that being said she just did whatever she could to china somewhat be in that good graces now, Jennifer had to end the only thing that separated them. Now, Daniel is 24 years old. He's tired of keeping his relationship secret again. He got another person and left Jennifer. This one. Desperate res- uh, resorted again to her lies to manipulate Daniel so that he would not leave her. Now, everybody said that he was a person who filled an empty void. So when we broke up, I felt that a part of me was missing. Now, this is what Jennifer Pond had, had written herself and stated. Their love was so great that Jennifer's ex-boyfriend told her that if she wanted to get back with him, she had to end the only thing that separated them, her parents. Now, Jennifer Pond's revenge. She has the perfect plan. In the spring of 2010, Jennifer and Daniel came up with a plan to have the freedom to be together. It consisted of killing Pond's parents and later collecting life insurance for $500,000. I want y'all to always remember something. When somebody talks about committing a murder and they say the following phrase of uh, after that, there's insurance money to be involved hundreds of thousands of dollars or a million dollar policy please note 
that you are definitely not going to get away with this because you cannot be successful with a dead person money especially if you was the hands of that person's death it never works i haven't seen it work yet and even if it does it never lasts long never because daniel was in the world of thugs he contacted an acquaintance of his and they paid him ten thousand dollars the professional hitman was accompanied by two other participants to simulate a robbery at the pan residence in unionville markham ontario Mm-mm-mm. in the greater toronto area all this was carried out in uh d sim i mean in out in november 10th they entered the house they tied up the whole family covered the parents with a blanket and took them to the basement and just uh shot them mercilessly now the recruited men were as uh follows and i will show y'all this right here give me one second so i can show y'all these uh dudes that was a part of this Now, these men that I have above me, and I am about to zoom in on. Were the three young men, starting from the left, which is Leon Crawford, a.k.a homeboy uh also no homeboy Jennifer recruited for uh extra muscle was uh David Malaga my, my, uh, my I'm sorry I didn't want to mess this up probably did and right there to the right was Eric Cardi. So they had the perfect three to get it in at all costs. All right. Let's get this back. So then let's talk about the call to 911. So Jennifer then called 911 and told the operator that she is tied upstairs and she heard gunshots. A conversation with the 911 operator went like this. The operator, what's your name? Jennifer Pond. My name is Jennifer. Operator, someone broke in. Jennifer, someone broke in and I heard shots like pop. I don't know what's happening. I'm tied upstairs. Operator, did you, it sound like gunshots? Jennifer, I don't know what gunshots sound like. I just heard a pop. Then you can hear Han Pond screaming. Jennifer, I'm okay. My dad just went outside screaming. Operator, do you think your mom is downstairs too? Jennifer, I don't hear her anymore. 
Jennifer, please hurry. I don't know what's happening. Operator, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. I don't know where my parents are. So according to Jennifer, Han Pond somehow survived and was heard screaming from a distance in the 911 call. After the help arrived, Han was taken to the hospital where he was put in a coma. But, um, um, Veitch Han Pond wasn't so lucky. She died in the basement. Um, Bosch was shot multiple times in the back and then ultimately the fatal shot to the back of the head. When the cops arrived, they found Jennifer tied up exactly the way she described on call. To the rest of the world, Jennifer was a grieving daughter, the survivor of a horrible home invasion that left a 53-year-old mother, Botch Hapon, shot dead, and a 60-year-old father, Han Pon, in a coma fighting for his life. But then, Jennifer's story backfired. Now, I know you're probably going to ask, why did it backfire? See, Jennifer said that she was tied up on the second floor to the banister. Police officers working on the scene found it hard to believe that she managed to call them even after she was tied up. The fact that the killers left Jennifer unharmed also raised many eyebrows. Why was someone leaving eyewitness behind? The officers found it hard to believe when Jennifer said on the call that her father went on out of the house screaming, according to the officers, a father would check for his child in situations like this. Guys, I tell y'all this all the time on this channel when I'm doing these crime stories. You cannot fool seasoned investigators, especially when you're trying to fake a robbery, when you're trying to fake a kidnapping, when you're trying to do all that extra stuff. They can see right through it. And especially this, Ray Charles could have seen it. Okay, your mom got shot up. Your dad got shot to the point that he was in a, a coma. You don't think they would have killed you too? You think they would have been like, yeah, let's uh, take old girl out too while we at it. Come on now. You should have known better than that. You know that that, that was going to smell fishy. And you said that you was in a second stair, second floor, but then you was able to maneuver yourself to uh, get to the phone. Yeah, all this don't sound good at all. The cops weren't convinced by her story and started keeping an eye on her. Even at her mother's funeral, Jennifer didn't even shed any tears, nor did the crying appear genuine in any way. <clears throat> so finally the truth came out. After interrogating Jennifer three times, uh, the police officers realized that no statement agreed. Something always changed, something in the story. Finally, the investigators managed to get the whole truth out of Jennifer. Now, if you want to hear this interrogation, it is on Crime Tube channel. Oh, here we on YouTube, it is 10 hours long. So if you got nothing to do that day and you want to see this little girl ravel and, and, and go back and forth and deny and, and, and paint herself into a wall for 10 straight hours, hey, that's all on you. But yeah, it, it, it's intense. It was in early... 2015 a 28 year old Jennifer Pond along with her boyfriend Daniel Wong and the collaborators of this false robbery <laughs> was sentenced to life imprisonment for first degree murder attempted murder and conspiracy to commit murder with no possibility of parole for 20 
five years. And guys, get this. Uh, because of her being sentenced, the the brother, the living her living brother, even said that he wanted the court to also impose that she could never contact her family again. That's right. Pan's father and brother requested the court order to ban her from ever contacting members of their surviving family again. And she's also banned from ever contacting Wong again. So even when she get out, she cannot ever talk to David Wong. Ever. If she gets out, which she probably will, because it's Canada. They do 25 years. So she'll probably get paroled. You know, they're not like the U.S. where when you get life, you get life. It's very rare in Canada you get a full life. You got to do something so monstrous, so crazy that they got to be like, all right, all right, yeah, you can never get out. But most, But usually in Canada, you got a 25-year chance to get out so yeah she'll she'll definitely probably be out in 25 years so now jennifer pond is now 35 not 34 35 years old and it will be at 59 when they will review her case and assess her provisional release now as of uh 2018 Jennifer Pond was serving her sentence at Grand Valley Institution for Women in Kitchener, Ontario. She also, uh, like I said, was barred from contacting Daniel Wong. Now, Jennifer Dan said something that was very, uh, very, very heartbreaking. He said, when I lost my wife, I lost my daughter at the same time. I hope my daughter Jennifer thinks about what happened to her family and can become a good, honest person someday. Now, when Jennifer Pan and the other convicts, including Daniel Wong, complete 25 years in prison, that is 2039, all five may request the procedural benefit of parole. If this precautionary measure proves admissible, Jennifer could return to the streets, but she will be always be watched and monitored by the authorities just as her parents did throughout her life and I'm telling you guys uh, when I looked up this story it just blew my mind to, to even hear that a young lady let the possibility of letting out her parents affect her so much much that she couldn't even think logically just to walk away and take that chance and just start without her parents just walk away and be your own person and it also uh, blew my mind to see that David Wong was crazy enough to even entertain the thought of taking away this girl's family when he had himself like yeah he he really put himself out there i mean he really he 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 risked it all all of it just for this young girl that 
you could clearly see has a lot of issues that would have never been healthy for a stable relationship. But anyway, that is the story of Jennifer Pond. Uh, you guys, if you like this, please do me a favor. Go ahead on and hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, notification bell up top and on YouTube's on the uh, podcast. Like I said, review, share. Uh, that'll help me stay in the uh, ranks. All right. And I just need to get y'all opinion. Uh, do y'all think that uh, Jennifer Pond was a victim because of her parents' overbearing uh, need for perfection? Or do you think that Jennifer Pond has always resented her parents? Because she could never have any taste of freedom. And because of this, they got what they deserve. I need to know what y'all think of this case. And, and your feelings about Jennifer Pond. Or what she could have done differently. Until then, I'm glad you enjoyed this channel. I know how I do. I'm out. <laughs>